Sean Marks, who I said we have no choice but to trust in Sean Marks. Here on Talking Nets, we made shirts that said in Marks, we trust. Even though this summer I was like, Sean Marks, I trusted you and you screwed everything up. He's coming back. Despite the whole Kevin Durant, Kyrie saga, despite James Harden, and I think what the worst stain on his resume is Ben Simmons, they trust him with these picks to do what he's done before. He will be in charge of this next rebuild. Rebuild. I feel like Josiah has no other. He, he Josiah isn't connected like that. He's got no other where to, other place to go. No other guy in mind. Nowhere to turn to for a replacement or to even search for a replacement. They're in lockstep. How do you guys feel about Sean Marks being your GM on this next rebuild and the future of this Nets world? Well, if you go back to why in Marks we trust was the thing. The why of that is important because the reason he became a, a cult hero amongst Nets fans is the way I put it is he, he emerged from a, a bomb shelter and rebuilt civilization, right? Because the Nets had no assets. They, I, I think he said when the trade went down, now I have draft picks. After the KD or KG, I'm sorry, uh, trade and, and all that, one of the worst trades in NBA history as far as what it actually got the Nets versus what they gave up and, and what it helped set the, the Celtics up for. So the, the fact that he was able to put them in the position that they were in is why he got all the praise. Then he brings in the superstars. And really, the, the Nets probably should have won a title in 2021 and didn't. There's an issue with Kyrie Irving being who he is. And, and that, you know, kind of led to the downfall of everything with the Brooklyn Nets. But I, I don't put that all on Sean Marks. Now, they, maybe they could have held Kyrie more accountable during that time period. Wait, wait, and, wait, Robin. You see Kyrie for three hours a night, and you think you know 15 all other guys about... in that locker room. Wait, I, I think you're confused. I'm kidding. I'm trolling because of the live stream last night. Not our problem anymore, right? Uh, not Sean Marks' problem anymore. But this was not a surprise because because of a few things. One, he, he did get to make these trades, and, and you know he's the one that, that pulled these off, and, and it's looking like the Suns trade is going to be a grand slam home run. But more importantly, I think the biggest signal that this was going to happen was the extension for Doc Vaughn. You don't extend the head coach with plans to bring in a new general manager because you would think the new general manager would be hiring his guy as head coach. And I think, I think that's a great point because one of the things that I think a lot of people miss when they say we want Sean Marks to be fired. I'm not even going to humor the Joe side stuff because it's just ridiculous. He's not selling the team, obviously. Um, I think what a lot of people miss is that when a new GM comes in, new GMs want the team to be their team. They want it to be guys they drafted, they traded for, they developed. If you're getting a new GM at this point, you're committing the Nets, I would have to say, to a serious rebuild. Not just the retool that we're doing now. It's a serious rebuild because they are trying to bring in players and coaching staff and whoever onto the team to do something completely new, something completely different. So, okay, yes, let's say they do fire Sean Marks. There's going to be a lot of sadness and annoying and bad times as a Nets fan for significantly longer than the route that we're on right now. And we got Ramon Castro's comment on the, tweet, on the screen, we're keeping Sean Marks like the Yankees are keeping Brian Cashman. Dang. I don't see that. I don't see that. I don't see that. Can I argue Brian that Brian Cashman's done a good job? 
The Yankees are in the playoffs every season. He's done the season. best job of any GM in New York. <laughs> I mean, like, for 20 years. every single season. That that's the GM can't guarantee a championship that can put you in contention for a championship consistently. And not for nothing, you gotta give Sean Marks credit because all the things you're complaining about are things that only happened because he was the guy in charge, right? There's a little bit of hypocrisy there about, oh, well, he didn't know how to handle Kyrie Irving. Well, Kyrie Irving was only a net because Sean Marks made him a net, right? I guess. I don't hate Sean Marks. I think he had a ton of bullshit to deal with, bro. I think every day he lost sleep over what was going on um, in this superstar era. I look at Josiah a little differently, but Sean Marks is a good GM, and um, he's not going to mess this up. I don't think you can mess this up. Like, we'll talk later. Like, we have the Suns' first-round pick, so we'll see. But, yeah, Sean Marks is coming back. He's your GM. And like Hudson said, if you do go to another GM, talk about rebuild. That's a whole culture rebuild. That's changing the whole establishment. Like, I've connected with the Nets and people in the building and um, got to meet Sean Marks. I just showed you the picture. Like, it's fine. Sean Marks, I understand people are uh, mad about Katie and Kyrie not working out. What did I tell you? That will wear more on them than us. And already a couple weeks later... Um, I'm already right. All right. Now, people have been waiting. So uh, let's go to, uh, you know, what I think this podcast, the meat of it will be right now. Uh, Alex, roll the videos, whatever you have from. Let's start with with uh, KD, actually, not not Kyrie, um, because I, I of sports atheists. You start to wonder about basketball gods and all of those things that yes. people talk about. And you shake your head and it doesn't exist. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. And they hate us. They hate our guts. Clearly they do. But why? I don't know. I don't know. What did we ever do to them? Arizona is a state of sports atheists. You start to wonder about that. God, a lot. Like, I I base my entire, like, life and existence off of my belief in God. But in sports fandom, I do believe that God governs Specific baseball gods, basketball gods, football gods. God's got a lot going on. You know, he has some guys that he trusts out there to handle business and to watch over, uh, you know, certain realms of things. The voices you just heard, those are people that speak on Arizona sports radio. And they are feeling like the basketball gods have done something to them. That sounds like Nets fans have felt like, oh, KD can't stay on the court. Oh, here we go with Kyrie. The, the big three can't uh, be on the floor together. This universe wasn't ready for a big three. The basketball gods are cursing the Brooklyn Nets. We can never have anything nice. It's nice to not have to worry about this anymore. And I'll pass it around, but I'll say this. No one is celebrating this man's injury. I don't think there's one Nets fan that saw that video and didn't say, oh, yo, that's tough. Like, I don't think any Nets fan said, yeah, KD's hurt. Because it doesn't affect our team. It doesn't affect our chances. And whether you hate Ky- uh, KD, Kyrie, or whatever, that, that has nothing to do with injury. You don't root for injury. But I do feel like there's something about karma, you know. Um, there, there's a saying like, revenge is the Lord's work. Like, you're not supposed to seek revenge. You're supposed to let things happen how they happen to people for what they've chosen to do, what they've said, their actions. And I couldn't help but think last night, I'm live on air, and I'm talking about a bunch of things in sports, and I see that clip about 35 minutes after it happens. 
And I had just been talking about how Mikael Bridges is an Iron Man. He played 365 games. Not knocking KD. I don't and I literally said on air, I don't want to call him frail because when you call somebody frail, like that's a term we use, like, I'll beat your ass. You you you're hella frail. I'm not I'm not looking at like KD's injury right there and, and attributing that to him being frail. That is an issue with whoever's cleaning and, and wiping down the floors. That never happens in Brooklyn. Shout out to my guy Doug Barak, who has plenty of videos of KD warming up. I myself have been in Brooklyn to watch KD's warm up. You should, you know, if you never got the chance, it might be too late now, but you should watch KD warm up if you ever get a chance. Like when they say he does everything full speed, he's got his own routine. He does. That sucks to see him go down like that. But imagine if he did that in a Nets uniform after coming back from being out eight weeks where we would be. Iron Man versus Glass Man. Mikael Bridges got hurt in the game against Boston, up in Boston. He went out, walked it off, came back in and finished the game. KD is about to miss four to six weeks. That changes their fortunes. They just gave up Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and multiple picks to go all in and win a championship this year. Right, like this year, KD's going to be there for a few more years, but KD is turning 35 this year. So if he's already fragile, if he's already, you know, had Achilles, hamstrings, MCLs, now an ankle, as you get up there in age, I'm telling you, boys, I'm the same age as KD. It's, it's, it's tough, bruh. You can't run the same. You can't jump the same. Just sleeping the wrong way could hurt you. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. And I can't help but think, like, there's a little bit of karma in that. KD did not shit on the Brooklyn Nets on his way out, but he did try and paint the picture again. He, I think he said too much. I wish KD said less because he said so much about, listen, like, I don't have anything to prove to y'all, you know, driving bus. I don't have to drive a bus. You know, I'm doing what's best for me. I didn't know who my teammates were going to be. All of this stuff that he said to explain his situation and getting out to what he thought was a better situation. There are things that are outside of your control. He was able to force the trade and control where he specifically wanted to go. And somehow he's played maybe three or four games for the Suns and he's out for the rest of the regular season. And that's going to affect them in their standings, in the seating, and then going into the playoffs if he's not right. 